In a few days, we will celebrate with fireworks and hot dogs and picnics and swimming pools our hard-fought gain of independence from Great Britain in 1776. We also that day celebrate and honor everyone who has worked at desks, in fields, in trenches, with pens and speeches and weapons to hold fast all of the freedoms we liberally enjoy in this country. I am this week and every week humbled by those who have given so generously so that I might have so much. We still, indeed, have a long way to go to ensure that all are free and equal under the laws of this land. But I also hope that you can all join with me in moments of thanksgiving this week for the great distance we have come. So today, in our fifth installment of sermons on Paul's letter to the churches in Galatia, the lectionary kind of lobs us a gimme. For freedom, Christ has set us free. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Chapter 5, verse 1 is the central focal point of the entire letter. Everything Paul has said in the letter until now has been leading up to this statement. Everything after will support it. For freedom, Christ has set us free. It is a great reminder and a sobering message for this pre-fourth weekend. Freedom, for Paul, is not about self-autonomy. Freedom to Paul does not mean that everyone gets what she wants, does what she wants, takes what she wants. In Paul's estimation of freedom in Christ, we are not at the mercy of our own whims. We are not enslaved to any master, not even the master of our own selfishness. Instead, we are freed in Christ and by Christ We are freed in love and for love. We are freed, paradoxically, to serve. Not because we are forced by an earthly ruler who will break us for disobedience, but because we are compelled by passion for one another. We are drawn into service out of devotion to our community and, ultimately, Devotion to God. Unfortunately for the preacher, one commentary I read this week cautions me against confusing the freedom of which Paul speaks with nationalistic discourses about freedom. This is not Fourth of July oratory. Well, there's some tough timing for you. (laughs) And I agree on principle. Though I do think this is a pretty narrow view of how Christians might understand our national pride or our civic duty. So I will not use Paul's chant for freedom in Christ as a jingoistic slogan to prove the superiority of our way of life as citizens of the United States. But I will remind us, all of us, that freedom we have in Christ We have as a gift. 
unbidden, undeserved. And freedom we have as citizens of this great country is also a gift, hard-fought, oft-tested. They are mercifully compatible. So long as we continue to use our Christian calling as those freed by Christ for love to direct the use of our national and civic freedom. As citizens of the United States, we have the right to take and take and take and take and hoard and have and to lord it over those who do not. We have the right to gossip to isolate, to exclude. We have the right to lie and even cheat, to harm and to hate, so long as we stay within the very wide bounds of the law. We have those rights. Rights won by our forebears and protected by ourselves and our peers. Exercising those freedoms, those rights, is not compatible with a gospel of love. Exercising those rights is not compatible with freedom gifted to us by God. But we have other rights, too, in this country. We have the right to love fully and fiercely. We have the right to choose our manner, place, and focus of worship. We have the right to vote our consciences in order to better our society. We have the right to use our resources to speak truth to power. We have the right to open our eyes to inequality, to injustice, to ugliness and hatred, and we have the right to work to end them. And exercising these rights as citizens brings us closer to living out our calling as freed in Christ, freed for love. And so back to those freedoms we enjoy under the laws of this country. There are so many ways to express our gratitude to those who have fought hard to win the liberties we partake of today. One of the ways I choose to show my gratitude is to appreciate those freedoms that uphold the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then I use them to their fullest potential. I personally feel most called to use my freedom of speech to make sure that my voice is among those calling, crying out for love, for justice. St. Paul compels me to. Christ compels me to. Love compels me to use my voice. I have and I will continue to call out to our government, to our community, to our national church bodies, reminding us that while in Christ we are all free, in the United States there are some liberties still withheld from those in the margins. Speaking out against injustice is among the most patriotic acts I can think of. I am deeply grateful for this freedom both from our country and from our God. I know that you too exercise your civic freedoms in, your ser in service to Christ as well. I know you use your voices and you use your votes. You use your feet and your actions and your prayers. 
Again, I hope in these next few days, as we all get whipped into a joyous frenzy of red and white and blue, you will take a moment to reflect on those words of St. Paul. You were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence. Love. Love your neighbor as yourself. Amen.